changing the imagery from the light of that Old Testament prophecy to the shepherd. But we'll be bringing in the light. The shepherd imagery is a great mental image, isn't it, to have of the, the, uh, the comfort, the care, the guidance. Sometimes the actual pictorial representation of a shepherd is more difficult. This is one of the better ones I think I've found. Some of them strike me as a little bit twee. And here we see the shepherd caring for the lamb but also guiding the sheep. And you may or may not know that in the ancient times, and I think still true today in, in Israel, that the shepherd actually leads the sheep. It doesn't follow them like sometimes you see um, in the Western culture. And that, of course, is a great picture of Jesus guiding. Thank you. Let's incorporate the light into this shepherd imagery. He makes me down to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside quiet waters. The great picture there of, of the good times, the happy times, the, 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 the quiet waters. And there, perhaps the light that is referred to in the Old Testament there, the light of, of Christ can be seen as a, a candlelight, the flickering light, the gentle light. And maybe that's relevant for some of you today. That you need that, just that gentleness, just that comforting warmth, just that comforting light of Christ in your life. Well, open yourself up to Christ and to him coming in that gentle way. Thank you. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. A candle is okay. It's not so good to be guided by soon blows out and you need the stillness and you want a nice powerful torch to do that. And this is another aspect of the light of Christ. Is this what you need this morning? The powerful light of Christ guiding you, guiding you in the paths of righteousness. It's easy to veer off into the wrong paths. Perhaps you need the paths of righteousness to be illuminated with the powerful presence of Christ in your life. Open yourself up to his leading, his guidance. Thank you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And again, did you pick up that we, that Isaiah spoke about the shadow of death? And now again the psalmist picks it up, the shadow of death. And this, of course, is what we're particularly concentrating on today with our, our footprints that... Perhaps most of us have been through bereavement. And sometimes, uh, well, we just need to get on with things, but sometimes we just need to come before the Lord in honesty and openness. You see, the psalmist isn't saying that everything's going to be fine and there's not going to be these times of difficulty, times of death. And neither should we. So we need to acknowledge that. That's why we do this on the first Sunday in Advent, to acknowledge those who have died and that that can still hurt but that when we place them on the tree it's not that we're forgetting them but that uh, we're just bringing them before God and uh, acknowledging their pre them 
And then asking the Lord just to help us to celebrate the light and the truth of Christmas. It looks like a sunless gorge, but it's not a sunless gorge. Because the sun, the S-O-N, is there, bringing his light, his peace to us when we're going through these difficult times. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thank you. Pilgrim's Progress, some of you are familiar with it. And this is a, a picture of the pilgrim through the valley of the shadow of death. And that he, he just prays. And that gets him through. The power of prayers. And it's true of our journey too. That however our journey through Advent will take us, that that needs to be backed up and guided with prayer. Thank you. Whether it's the, the comforting, just the presence of our Lord, and uh, maybe just rejoicing in the good things. Or maybe, thank you, maybe we need this guiding hand of the Lord, this guiding light. This needs to be through prayer, to come close to him. Thank you. See, there is light, the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Uh, it's not a sunless gorge, it's the light of Christ. We need to acknowledge this and rejoice in this. Thank you. And so, be like the pilgrim in Pilgrim's Progress on our journey. May we be prayerful people. May we be a prayerful church. Let's pray. Thank you. And today starts, may, makes a start of the prayer year for Vision for Life. Vision for Life, if you're unfamiliar with it, is a, a, a focus that the United Reformed Church nationally have been uh, putting forward. Last year was the year of the Bible, to encourage us to get into the Bible. Today, the start of Advent, it's the start of a year encouraging us to pray, to transform the church and to transform the URC. Did you realise that it starts today, Sally? <laughs> Sally is uh, the national coordinator. <laughs> national nagger, because lots of people haven't been doing their jobs. And now I'm not saying Sally's a good nagger. <laughs> but she has got some experience. And she needs to be at times. So uh, the booklet is still not out, is it? Even though uh, you, you wrote it in June. But on the website, that is up because of your nagging. And so, so this is the, uh, the launch for the URC of prayer. And, and it, we in this church will also encourage prayer. Thank you. So uh, as part of the Synod, Mersey Synod, they're encouraging us to pray at the start of Advent. So on Tuesday the 1st of December, we've been allocated 8 till 9 on Tuesday. 
Now that's convenient for us because there's lots of fellowship groups going on there. So you don't have to pray for all of that time. But if during that time you could remember prayer and be involved in prayer if you're at a fellowship group. And uh, we, uh, we're invited to, uh, to pray for some of the other churches in the city. And I can give the fellowship group guidance. But I also will be leading a prayer meeting here at church. It will be a time... There'll be no gimmicks. There'll just be straight getting down to business with God in prayer. If you want to come to that, come to that up in the prayer room. We've also been allocated, or rather we volunteered, the midnight to 8am slot because there were few takers in the synod. The aim is that all the churches in the synod pray for one hour. And so 24 hours in the synod. There were few takers for the midnight to 8am slot, so we're it. Out on the door there, there's still some vacancies for the midnight till 8am slot. The idea is not that you pray for all of that time, but that you come here and you pray for an hour and then hand over to someone else. And so if you're able to do that, sign up. If you're not able to come down here but still would like to sign up, you can do that. But just note down that you'll be praying at home. For some it's not convenient. But it's part of that sacrifice of prayer. Part of that meeting with prayer. Part of that meeting in these hours, which are often the most desperate for people. So I'd invite you to do that. In the start of this year of prayer, let's begin by getting serious with, uh, with God in prayer. Thank you. And also something that uh, we talked about at elders and at church meeting, to look at a, a way of encouraging everybody to pray through the week. So this is on your link, take your link away with you. The idea is that through the days of the week in your own personal prayer, you can focus prayer on the church in these different aspects. And that we hope that uh, we'll be able to give you specific guidance at specific times. There's none for this week, but they may be for other weeks. But leadership, it's the elders meeting this Thursday. Pray for that. Overseas issues, Malcolm's been working hard trying to get the paperwork for Agape. Still needs prayer, don't you, Malcolm? And, and for practical stuff of getting it already. We need to get that off and, and we need to pray for that. The community, as these cars get delivered, let's pray for our community that they may respond and and come to know the light and peace more this Christmas. Pastoral care, there's lots of people we need to remember in, in prayer. Youth and children, pray for Sophie. Rachel, as you perhaps know, is, uh, is on maternity leave, not for a rest, as I mistakenly said the other week, but to have your baby. And uh, Sophie has taken over, but Sophie's gone ill. I don't think it's any coincidence that Rachel was ill when she was... A youth worker. Now Sophie's gone ill. Quite, her ears are really playing her up. It seems that people get into position and then get under attack. Let's pray for her. Worship. The idea is on Saturday we, we pray for the worship that will take place the next day. And then Sunday we listen to God and just be led by him in our prayers. Thank you. Let's continue with the psalm. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Another image of this vast table. We could have put hot dogs up there, couldn't we, for tonight? And uh, this is just this, uh, this great image of, of the feast. And so don't feel, uh, feel guilty, I don't think, as we prepare for, 
for Christmas. It's a great image. But also this feast of, uh, of the presence of God and the presence of God in heaven. And as we come to the time when we'll be remembering those who have died, just remember the hope that heaven is. The hope of everlasting life. But also the Lord promises us his presence here and now. Thank you, Colin. And at the end of this service, as we sing our final songs in a moment, you'll be invited to come out and place your labels on the tree. But also there'll be people over here with anointing oil. Here's the anointing oil. And you're invited to come out while the singing's happening, just to share, perhaps if you want to, what a, a need is and we can pray for you. Or maybe not, you just want to come out to be anointed by the Lord. And we'll put the shape of the cross on your forehead and ask for God's blessing upon you. This anointing is biblical, we've got it here. And it sometimes can just help to release God's presence with you, to help. So whether you want to, to ask for a specific prayer or just want to, to be anointed by God, I'd invite you to come out and receive from him this morning. No pressure. If nobody comes, it doesn't matter. We just offer the presence of the Lord in this physical way. Then the final verse. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. The psalmist is not promising that everything will be easy. But the goodness and love, the presence of the Lord, the light of his presence will follow us. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This promise of eternal life. As we come through Advent, let's remember that Jesus came to bring light and hope. And that Jesus came to die to uh, make the way so that all who follow him know the truth and light of his presence for eternity. Advent is a wonderful time, a happy time, a joyous time, a time of preparation. But at this time, we're going to remember us and those we particularly need to remember for whom perhaps this light and hope and peace perhaps can be overshadowed by the shadow of death, by other things that can crowd in. But let's pray and sing now that his light breaks through and that his presence is dominant and all-powerful. <laughs>